Hello, hello, and good evening. It is 8.30 p.m. right on the dot in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I'm your show host, Roberto, coming to you tonight to speak about millennial hacks, the different ways to make an income without a boss and live a life unleashed. Now, I'm a photographer, videographer, TV show host, entrepreneur, uh, father of three that perhaps you might hear some screams in the background. <laughs> and uh, I've worn many, many hats when it comes to making a living. Unlike my parents, the baby boomer generation, I looked to live a life wherein my passion could become my job. And, uh, and this is something that I think our genera- generation broke through, unlike previous ones before, where you were expected to work in whatever it is that you had studied. Indeed, Our parents, uh, when they did go to higher education, they ended up often working uh, for significant portions of their life in the same job. Whereas our generation, and millennials, has been the most likely to switch jobs. It's also the least engaged generation at the workforce. And that, that, what does that mean when they say that we're the least um, engaged generation? And I think that just basically means that We're the least involved and happy and fulfilled and therefore motivated at the workforce than previous generations. But I think there's a contrast to that. And it's not just that if you're in a job that you don't love or that isn't your passion, then, then we are, uh, unfulfilled. But if it's a job that's your passion and that you love and that you've somehow made your art, your work or your Uh, favorite things to do your job, then I think that we might be the most engaged generation. So millennials are uh, those between ni- born between 1981 and 1996. We are the children of the baby boomers. We have fewer children than the generations past. We're less likely to be religious, but identify as being more spiritual. And we're the first generation that really grew up with the internet as we were growing up. And I think obviously that's been uh, quite indicative of, of the, the lifestyles that we've chosen to live. Um, you know, the stereotype, well, of millennial obviously is one that, that many people imagine that we, well, for one, uh, for many can't afford to buy a house like the baby boomers did when they first got married, uh, unsatisfied at the job and want everything given to them. But But the truth is, I think, is that we've uh, began to understand the great balance of work-life balance. And unlike previous generations, which is you work and then when you, the, the whole idea is that you work your whole life, you work till you're 50 or 60, and then you retire and then you enjoy life. I think our generation truly understood that that's not the point. I mean, seriously, that's like saying, you know, Let's go throughout our entire lives not having fun, not being fulfilled, not doing the job that we love to do, spending our entire day unhappy just so that when our knees are cracking, when we're old and when we can no longer um, are fit to do all the things we love to do, and that's when we're supposed to retire? No. I think the millennial has understood that we can wear many hats, but it's very important that we live happily and fulfilled. And, and I think that's been 
something that I've looked for in my own life. Uh, it's been a cornerstone of my being an entrepreneur, a photographer, a TV show host, uh, a talent. And talent means when you're the ones that are in the show uh, or in the photographs. Uh, I've been a businessman. I used to supply all the curtains in Costco, Canada at the tender age of 21. Um, I had up to 100 employees servicing uh, my stores across Canada. And even at that point, uh, I, I was one of the first that in my mind <laughs> would say, you know what, this is not what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. And so threw caution to the wind and went off in, to try and make a concept of photography and videography become my job. And indeed, I, like so many others, uh, succeeded. I like to tell people, that, uh, that we are the generation of trying. We try things, it doesn't work, and therefore we try something else. And I think that's totally okay. I found it interesting to see what most or what many millennials work in right now, and a few of them I definitely understand. Uh, statisticians uh, making about 81,000 all US dollars here a year. Bartenders, 20K. Financial analysts make about 82K. Advertising and promotion manager, 127,000. Um, that one I understand because I work with a lot of the people that are in that. And therefore, those are the people that I'm often pitching to uh, to take my services. Uh, emergency medical technician, about 32K. Physician assistant, web developer. I cannot tell you how many web developers I've met on the road uh, and, and, and who were basically, I'm like, hey, you're living out of an Airstream and uh, you figured out a way to make a living without having to be home or in an office. And that just really defines our millennial generation. Photographers, videographers, TV, video, motion pick camera operators around averaging around 60K. I work with a lot of these people. And it's really funny that in a town like Whistler, um, they're like, everyone's a photographer here or everyone's a videographer here. And that's, uh, and that's in many cases, not everyone, but, but quite true um, that a lot of us do flock to these type of towns uh, to make this type of lifestyle, uh, to th make this type of job our lifestyle. You know, I was talking on an earlier uh, podcast with my friend Delbina about uh, being a photographer and looking for ways uh, to make a living out from that. And I'm excited that she might be chatting with us a little bit later on about how uh, she's found different ways to get uh, her photography, her art out there. Uh, and I found it really neat because the images I saw, I was like, wow, that you've gone leaps and bounds and we only chatted like last week. So, so the millennial has looks for new ways to do things. And one of the things that I, and I think other millennials will associate is that while I had a traditional job that supported my uh, non-traditional endeavors, um, that was the way that I was able to uh, throw myself at new things without still, uh, still having that leash um, that allowed me to make a living. And that was my traditional job of of uh, selling curtains to Costco and, and companies like that. But uh, many people don't know that I also sold lots of stuff on, on online and places like eBay and Craigslist. And, and so this was the early days of, of finding ways to make, uh, to make a living uh, in a different way. So today, talking about all of these things, obviously, I focus a little bit more about uh, how I personally have, uh, have found hacks to make a living. But uh, Anytime, people are welcome to call in and chat to me about how they've found hacks to make a living. 
in, in their own ways. Um, I had started a company, you know, I've started many companies and right now I have a few. Um, I've got my butler, which is a property management and uh, cleaning services and concierge services uh, in Whistler. I have obviously the Expeditioners, which is my, my primary income, which is a, a business of many hats from photography, videography, to social media marketing and promotion, to being the talent. Um, then I've also got uh, Adventures Done Right, which is a new business with my partner, Andrew uh, Falasco, um, a high mountain life on Instagram, who we're guiding people around the world and uh, leaving to Tanzania in less than a month to take people up Kilimanjaro and then uh, do an African uh, safari. Uh, then we've got another trip to Iceland and then we've got plans uh, for some trips in Canada and whatnot. Uh, so those are the, the various businesses that um, I've got my hand in the uh, honeypot. And, and I think that defines the millennial. It's that we don't just do one thing. We do many things. And when you combine all those things, then you actually look at uh, the income and you say, hey, you know, that's that's pretty good. Um, and then our baby boomer generation parents will often turn to us and say, well, how how is he managing to do all that? And it's basically by uh, bringing together uh, different abilities and different businesses. I used to tell people, uh, a lot of people would come up to me with the expeditions and say, uh, can I make a living as a social media influencer? Can I make a living as a photographer or a videographer? And the reality is that anyone can do it. You know, I've got some uh, pretty well-known social media influencers like Chelsea Kwai um, and Travis Burke Photography that in the uh, years ago would come up to me and be like, how do you make a living? And this is so impressive. And uh, uh, do you think we'll ever be able to? And I was like, you guys will be just fine. And indeed they were. Um, but the key for the millennial is finding a way to be uh, your own boss. And I think that's the definition when I say of a life unleashed, that you don't have uh, a boss above you. That being says, you have clients. And and that for, me, for the millennial who's more uh, keen or more ready to, to attack a new project that may or may not work, uh, unlike the person that has a boss and that knows that their check is coming anyways. So the millennial is is aware that uh, he's going to try these new things. Some might not work and some might work, but the ones that didn't work are a stepping stone for future ones that will. Um, and I think that's, that's, uh, that's a big key. Um, so it's, it still means you have to work, obviously, uh, and there's no question that af- actually millennials with, the, with all this, these different hats that we wear and different jobs that we create um, that we, we still work a ton. And oftentimes, to be honest, uh, we work even more so than a nine to five, but because it's ours and because there's no, um, uncle Sam or boss above us, then, then it's so much more rewarding, uh, when success does come. And when success does come, uh, the economic benefit is so much more, uh, at, at that point. Um, I think I see Carly here. I think that's, uh, Carly from, um, Carly and Mike, uh, met me in, uh, in Whistler, uh, chatting about that they wanted to, to start a social media, uh, concept and photography and videography. And Mike, uh, the husband is a pro photographer and Carly, if I remember, uh, teaches, uh, piano. And indeed they are the perfect example. So Carly, feel free anytime to call in as well of how you can do this yourself. And, they, you know, in many ways, even I look at their content and say, wow, that's so impressive. And you've surpassed me in this way. And, and, and you've done so well on that. And you've uh, figured out the hacks 
of traveling with your family as a millennial and living a lifestyle that isn't about having an nine to five. And you can teach piano online and things like that. So, so really it's super unique, uh, to be able to, to try these different things and, and, and become, uh, successful economically in the passions that you love. So I'll start a little bit on the expeditioners and then maybe Dell will call in, uh, and chat about some more photography things that, uh, that we've, uh, discussed that she found some really neat, uh, ways to sell her imagery. Um, which I was quite impressed with seeing, seeing her message earlier. Um, so for, for the expeditioners, I wear many different hats. Um, I've got a, the social media promoting and advertising side of it. And this is basically where brands pay me, uh, to reach people and to influence people into making purchases based on the fact that they trust the gear that we buy, um, and, and the things that we use. So that's one side. Sometimes a brand will, will pay for a post. Sometimes they'll pay, uh, for, for you to, to chat about something, to do stories, to post on Facebook, to Instagram, to make a reel, uh, to, to make a video. On another side of things is the content creation of the expeditioners. And, and this is my principal business is that we create content for brands to use in their own marketing. Uh, purposes. So the focus on this content isn't just about uh, the artsy side of seeing a beautiful silhouette on a mountain. And I think I've mentioned this on some previous podcasts, but it's also about uh, creating content that sells the product. So if I can't see the shoes that are being worn uh, on the silhouette that's standing on a mountain, then the brand's like, meh, that doesn't help me so much. But if they have a, cre- a really cool, clear picture uh, of the 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 shoe as you're hiking up the mountain and they also have that silhouette shot and they can pair the images in their marketing campaign to sell the shoe and therefore create sales of those shoes. And I think this is the, the principal niche of where I've been is that for many, many, many brands, uh, we, we create content that ends up on the packaging of their uh, paddle boards, the, the front of their website, the, uh, trade show booth banners, um, and, and different, uh, places like that. So some of the outdoor retail shows, for example, would have my videos playing to 50,000 people every single day, uh, used with, uh, used, used for my shots. Um, so that's just the type of example of where and how brands will use the content. I have, you know, I can name, <laughs> almost a dozen off the top of my head uh, companies that that were on the cover of their website or in the website or uh, or the packaging and, and whatnot. Um, there are different platforms uh, for for using as a reach marketing when it comes to when you're making an income simply by uh, promoting a brand. So you've got your Twitter, you've got your TikTokers, you've got your Instagrammers, you've got your Facebookers. Indeed, we started with Facebook. Um, but one of the neat things that I, I wanted to mention as well for the millennial hacks is that we've come as a generation to understand that it isn't only about the money that you make, but it's about the lifestyle that you create sometimes without having to have made a certain quantity of money. And to give you an example, if I go to a hotel or a, var- a variety of hotels and I stay one month in a place that's an average of $400 a night, then, then you're talking about what, uh, uh, $12,000 of lodging for that month that I would have had to spend in order to have that lifestyle. But instead we've learned as to, to exchange our, our photos and our videos of staying at that property in order to uh, be able to be there and therefore 
uh, be there. And it, and the neat thing on that is that because staying at that property for my business is completely work related, then uh, then it's not uh, a taxable benefit because it's work. You know, I had to be there in order to create the content that uh, that that I'm that I'm doing to create uh, for the brands. And uh, but at the same time, it creates a lifestyle that in order in Canada anyways, in order to be able to pay for that twelve thousand dollars in lodging for a month, uh, I would have had to make twenty four thousand dollars to have that disposable income at the end of the day to stay that. But most importantly, I would have had to have the time. And that's what our generation has understood is that that is the most wonder like the most what's the word i'm looking for it's the most important currency we have um because time cannot be replaced and and uh being a millennial born somewhere between 1981 and actually i'm on the lower end of the millennial generation being uh 39 now but um but time is is i think one of the uh golden eggs that our generation has looked for because being able to spend so much time with my family, with my friends, with not having to worry about getting to an office or uh, on, on time or having to be in X city or X town because I cannot leave uh, those places has been so important in making, I guess, in our lives, uh, a life extraordinary. Um, and hence why I'm able to talk about all this stuff because this is uh, the road that we, that we took. Um, then, uh, what else was I going to talk about? Uh, so yes, I mentioned already being talent and content creation and selling photos. Um, before I jump into, oh yeah, well, before I, before I jump into the photo stuff, uh, with Delbina and the different ways of making an income there, uh, there's another, uh, tool that I guess it's a business that I didn't mention that we have, and that's Airbnb. Um, the millennial generation, uh, has understood that, the home is one of the trickiest investments you'll ever make because if you take a massive mortgage and you're and you have to make x amount of money in order to pay that mortgage then in a way you're leashed to the town or the place where you're at but what if you buy a home that you can rent anytime that you're gone or that you can rent anytime that you decide to go travel and work out of your airstream suddenly the the home purchase isn't such a burden as it once uh, would have seemed to be. And that's kind of, that's what we did. When Mikio was being born, uh, we got a place in Whistler, BC. It's a tiny place. It's a one bedroom, but it rents like crazy. And I, and I'm saying it rents like crazy. Like in, in Whistler, you can get, uh, $500, $400 at peak, peak New Year's and Christmas, a thousand dollars a night. So this is why for the last, three or four years that, that we actually never really spent more than five, six, five months, four months in our place, because for six months we would rent it out of the year and we would travel throughout, which pays the mortgage. And at the same time, um, we're, we're getting paid to travel. So it's a win-win on the business side of things in, in every direction. Um, and that, that's one of my biggest uh, hacks when it comes as a millennial to home with, with home ownership. And on my travels, I've met many, um, airstreamers that, uh, w- would actually be like three guys with three different airstreams. One guy, I'm thinking, uh, a, a group in particular in my mind right now. And, uh, one guy's a web developer. The other guy was an ex businessman. Uh, but, but three out of the four of them. Uh, were renting their place on Airbnb 
which was enough not only to pay for their mortgage, but also enough to pay for the the payments uh, of their Airstream. And and that's basically a really neat thing that the millennial generation has realized with this whole Airbnb thing is that you can find different hacks in order to live the lifestyle uh, that you're looking for. So I'll invite uh, Delvina to jump in on the call now and we can talk a little bit about uh, the new ways which she's found on selling her photography. Hello, hello, Delbina. Hello there. You got to unmute your microphone, my dear. And then, hey, hey, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm very good. So how is the weather in sunny Montreal? You know what? It's really great. It's it's pretty mild. We're out chopping wood today. And uh, so far, so good. Not much to complain about, especially with the fire outside. So. So you're a you're a millennial like myself. <laughs> yeah, born, born in eighty one. We were in the same yeah. grade at school. So. Yeah, and you lived out of an airstream at some point. Yeah, airstream, uh, truck campers. We've tra- tried all the different options. So. But. Uh, and and moved around a fair bit in the from what I remember as well, like traveling around Canada and even came down to TCI once with us. Yeah, it, it's been amazing, and we're sort of uh, East Coast, West Coast, um, every year, travel uh, on the move people. So, uh, like you're saying, trying to create a little business that can sort of pack up in the getaway van and come along for the ride is and the you ultimate have, goal. <laughs> and you have a family that I, well, or a sister, I think, that I, both of you are very artistic already because she's a painter and you were a painter as well or yeah my sister's a painter she recently moved to new york city and she does uh, beautiful horse art uh, yeah big chunky canvases um which is always so dreamy and she's been really inspiring because it's you know sometimes tricky as an artist to get off the ground but uh, yep. she did an amazing job and she just kept working at it and she seems to have gotten her momentum there is there anywhere people could see her art or find her um yeah you can look i mean on her instagram um she's doing a lot of um jessica potenza dot fine art is her instagram account her stuff's really beautiful now that she moved to new york as a canadian there's a little bit of logistics that she's not really allowed working down there so anything she does uh well to be honest, our millennial generation, technically I'm working from Puerto Vallarta right now. There's <laughs> so, always a way, right? Even if it's <laughs> to it's, help it's, donate for charities or something. Yeah. <laughs> doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. And your and your photography, you were you you mentioned to me that you've been uh, finding the ways to to sell your arts. And uh, so tell me a little bit about what you've discovered since we last chatted chatted on our episode. Yeah, I feel like we're like growing this dreamy business together. That's really exciting. You're very yes. motivating, inspiring. <laughs> so, ah, thanks, Del. Appreciate it. Like you say, time is so valuable, you know. And and my goal is to create this passion photography project. In um, and these are sort of the steps so far. I mean, it's, I've only been about a month and a half, month or so into it, but mm-hmm. this is sort of the journey and the ultimate goal of creating. Um, passive income with this photography so um, like I mentioned last time I think one of the best resources that still um, pops up every day is not be shy to ask for help everyone's willing to help you and so I've sort of taken the advice of these 
girls that I admire, um, how they've created their shops and their businesses. And the first step really, um, you can sell either on Etsy or on Shopify, which is like a really big platform. But um, Etsy is a little bit more, um, not, not risk-free, but it, it's not expensive. It yeah. doesn't cost much, whereas Shopify is maybe $30 a month or something. So it's a little bit more of a commitment. And when you use Shopify, do you do you make your own website on their website, or are you using their platform as uh, within your own website? I think you know I mean? build your own website, and yeah, but I'm not certain because I did go the Etsy route, so I knew that Shopify was maybe in the distance of a goal. But for now, yeah. I really focused on Etsy because uh, I had to start somewhere, and um, yeah, I think the first step really for me because as a photographer, you have thousands of photos uh, yeah. the first step is really narrowing it down to like pick your top eight which eventually talk, turns into top 12 because it's hard to right <laughs> which is very <laughs> so, which is very hard to do eh? it's really hard to like pick images to out try and pick your niche what gives you a feel what you'd like to shoot more in the future and so uh, first step i created my folders i got down to my top 10 and then I used Canva to create uh, a logo, which is a, a free and easy to use. Yep. Um, and now to create my portfolio on Etsy, I use this fantastic program called, or website called Canvy, C-A-N-V-Y. And it's a pretty much a mock-up generator and you superimpose your images into really beautiful um, home like decor sets. Rooms, yeah, yeah. And it even, and, I looked some of them, they have like the lighting is almost like the light from the window shines across the, the picture as if it was real. <laughs> it's so realistic and you can click on the sofa and the pillows and the wall, uh, wallpaper and change the colors so it complements your photography really nicely. Oh, and, wow. I didn't uh, know that side of it. Cool. There's like a 30-day free trial on it. So you kind of yep. hammer everything out in 30 days, have maybe five or six looks to each piece okay and uh keep them in folders so you've got now your top eight top 10 pictures yep and, on um, and showing what they look like in a room with the and can you change like the type of uh is it on a canvas or is it on a, a gicle glass or or any of those yeah, things so or yeah I found out there's like two different ways to um, sell your work. You can either go into a, a physical print of your work. And mm -hmm. another uh, really popular avenue is digital downloads. And okay. I was super surprised because when I was kind of doing my homework and scoping out the competition and what other people were doing, and a lot of artists were selling their prints for whatever it was, $9, $10 a download. Um, yeah. But they were selling thousands of downloads. Oh, wow. And f on your end, it's a really easy way to put it Send an image. On your, on, your, um, on your shop because your image is already downloaded on your Etsy. And right. as soon as your customer purchases your digital download, it automatically gets sent to them. So there's not a lot of work for you to do. Right, Log logistics-wise. And how do you, is there any way, I guess, to know whether the image is being, because normally you would sell a larger image for X versus a smaller one for Y. So I guess in this case, there's no real way to know whether the person's going to be printing a 36 by 48 or a 12 by 12. 
Yeah, that's where you sort of have to be comfortable with. You size it to fit like a 24 by 24. And if someone orders smaller, it's pretty much you're selling uh, the larger image for the same cost, same price. So right. it's up to you to be okay with that or decide that you want to sell it um, as a physical print. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, with the with the print on demand platforms like Printful or Gelato, um, you can print on anything. They have printing on beautiful acrylic, on wood, on metal, uh, framed, unframed. So there's lots of options that you can incorporate into your Etsy, Etsy shop yep. for your customers, which is pretty awesome. And um, they do everything for you. They receive the orders. Um, and they ship, and them, ship out. them out and package it. And, all. you know, a lot of people don't realize, like, for the old days of sending out an image uh, packed up is a bit of a nightmare. Like, first, you're, you're printing it and you're like, oh, my God, I can't crease anything or I can't bend anything before I get it uh, framed. And then you get it framed and you're like, oh, geez, this can't break before I ship it out or in shipping. And then you have to package it like crazy and then pay for the shipping and everything. And it just, it's, it's a, it's a full load to try and do it that way. Exactly. I remember my sister with her, with her paintings, just packing these things up, shipping them all over the country. And I was like, the poor girl is missing time when she could have been like painting and and enjoying courses and, and uh, just shipping all these. Has she found a way, has she found a way, does the gallery send out her stuff now or is she still packaging a lot? in galleries which is all great for her so she sort of made that right but it didn't happen overnight no no, she definitely worked (laughs) her butt off together but she did it so i'm really proud of her and and um, and this millennial photography uh, uh artistic creation is it your only job or is it a a side hustle is it uh do you wear many hats like i do (laughs) Yeah, I run a restaurant business in Montreal, so that's my main job. There's uh, 12 little hamburger shacks all over Montreal that our grandparents started in the 50s. So, My, my mom says, never say little business, <laughs> because a business is a business. And and what it might start, because I always tell her, I'm doing this little business. She's like, it's not a little business. It's yeah. a business. And it is, because, frankly put, it grows. And, and uh, heck, that hamburger shop is is renowned in in montreal <laughs> you know it's a, um and and so the the content the photography is a new new aspect yeah. yeah it's always been this sort of like hide passion project that i've always done for friends to start up their businesses when they needed content and and i just it is my way of enjoying my time on my time yeah. off. so did so, you yeah. ever airbnb your place because you've made your place by the lake so just dreamy it's amazing. You know, we get friends and family to come in. Right. But, um, like you're mentioning, you know, why not when we're on the West Coast? Yeah. On the best Set coast, sorry? Yeah, on the yeah. best <laughs> coast. <laughs> Set it up so that this can be covering a lot of expenses while I'm out West. And, yeah, and for sure, for sure. But sort of trying all these little avenues and seeing what comes to fruition. But, but it's been really interesting and really fun in such a short time. Yeah, anyone listening can really catch up on where I'm at with their photography and and keep moving forward together because I'm are you maybe three four weeks in, but I feel like there's movement, there's change, there's yeah. And another suggestion I got from um, 
a photographer was with these uh, on-demand platforms um, order samples for for quality. So before I decided to go either the digital route or the the physical print route, Mm -hmm. uh, I've set everything up for digital downloads for now. And in the meantime, I've ordered two samples from both companies to see what the quality looks like. So you don't want oh, to and do you get a discount for getting samples or is it creating like basically just getting an image of art that you bought images? Yeah, you're right. And you put them, what, what did you decide to make like size wise, like a 12 by 24 or a 12 yeah, by 12? I did 12 by 12. So like just little yeah. ones and I'll probably re-gift them um, to a friend or family. And did you go for surfing imagery, uh, dreamy, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. Yeah, like a little surf going up in either the camper or uh, to give to a friend that I'm missing right now. So when I see her, I'll probably give them to her when I get there. Well, I love your but, style, and I have no doubt that. Uh, well, even I'd love to have something on my wall one day. So <laughs> I, I better, I better get, I better get something before uh, you're in galleries, and uh, and then I can't, and, and then I can't afford you. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I have, so I have, li- I have, I have limited wall space in my uh, one bedroom, but I'm sure I can find a spot. <laughs> it, oh. it might not not be the largest one, but uh, it will Just have a spot. <laughs> yeah. In there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, don't stop reaching out. Like even this yeah. week I reached out to, um, there's a really beautiful way to, to decorate your home of, um, having like statement wallpapers with photography on it. Oh, Instead cool. Of, like a printed canvas. So I reached out to a company and yeah. I just said, I love what you guys are doing. Do you, do you have a class or a course on how to like attain what you guys are doing? And she's like, get on board. She's like, we'll give you a, we have a special price for resellers and yeah. send us your art so, and we're going to create everything. So, so how does that work? So, so, so they make your art into wallpaper. Yeah. They turn your photography into wallpaper and oh, super the results cool. are stunning. Like you can make such a beautiful statement wall. Oh, that's true. Home and, yeah. uh, just reach out to people and people want to help. And there's already great businesses rolling that easily slip your, kind of work in and yep. and do a lot of the work so you can keep uh, shooting. <laughs> oh, that's really neat. Well, yeah, I think that's, again, that's another thing from our generation that we've learned is that we don't have to be the ones that are shipping and sending. And indeed, the whole drop shipping world for my traditional businesses from the past of curtains and curtain rods and, and things like that, um, it went from you needed to have a warehouse and you needed to pack everything and you needed to send it out and have the employees there. And, uh, and the world has moved to drop shipping, um, which basically anybody can have their business. And then the whole side of uh, shipping the goods and packaging and receiving is done by a company that just is focused on, on doing that. So uh, I think it's been a neat generation to, to grow up in. You know, I am trying to keep the iPad away from my kids as I grow now. But hell, you know, <laughs> we do our best. <laughs> We do. And we have to pivot our businesses how we have to pivot them. Like having yes. 12 restaurant locations during the pandemic, um, we were Ooh, like, must have been difficult. this in yeah. case you never know the future. So we were like, let's right. get into retail. And, and you did, again, didn't you? Yeah, we got uh, yeah. some of our products in the grocery stores and again, like reached out to people that we admired and they just took us in as mentors and we're like, okay, this is how you do it. You don't start buying manufacturing equipment and, 
and jarring your sauce and right because you'll go bankrupt quite quickly you work with these manufacturers and co-pack co-brand so you give them your recipe and then they create it and they connect them to the grocery stores and sort of like all these platforms that you can do with your art and totally get someone to do all the manufacturing for you I, 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 you sound almost like you're creating art right now as you speak. <laughs> oh, I've got my iPad with my doodle ready. ready? It's like all day, every day. I'm having so much fun with this. <laughs> are, you, are, you in, are you in the the nook of your house at the lake or are you yeah, in the city I'm now? In, I'm in the nest. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, like full time. So. Oh, amazing. I mean, and I see that's like... That's the dream for our generation is like to be able to, to work from home when I want to, to not be going into an office when I don't need to. Granted, that's necessary sometimes anyhow, but, but I think that's what our whole generation looked for is like it doesn't have to be like the baby boomers of our parents did mm-hmm. before. Um, well, that's amazing, Deli. Thanks for coming on board once again. I that's hope to amazing. have you Thank on you. a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and it's awesome. And, I'm, and, uh, and, and I definitely have to pick something up from you. Uh, before it's too expensive for me to afford. <laughs> because to be honest, so many people that we've met over our travels, over our uh, our life in the last 10, 15 years, um, have, were, were people that came up to us and they're like, oh, I want to do something similar and do this. And a, a corner of my mind was like, well, it's really hard and, you know, um, good luck. But the other side of me was like, okay, well, you can do this, this and that. And and many of them, many, many, many have, have become very successful in in going after their own dreams. And so over the years, I learned that, uh, that a, a random person that comes up to you asking for help, uh, you never know, could be uh, the next Elon Musk, perhaps, 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 you never know, uh, or, or just incredible photographer or whatnot. So, uh, so thanks, Delia. That, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is that uh, just don't hesitate to ask the people uh, that you need to, to how to do things. So... Thank you, good friend. Thank you for having you on board. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on many more times. Chat soon. Yes, for sure. Take care, Del. Bye-bye. Well, always really nice to have uh, Del come on online and uh, really appreciate it. We go way back and and she is a wonderful creative and her sister as well. Um, So I've always looked at their imagery and paintings and and been they, they, it's the type of stuff that it lets you transport you uh, a little bit. I see Carly's on here. I don't know if she's tried this app before, but you're more than welcome, Carly, to come chat a little bit. I'd love to say our story. Yay! Here she goes. Okay, so now I click on... Okay, so you just got to unmute yourself, Carly, and then, uh, and then you are live. Um, and that's how easy this app is, is basically you're able to call in uh, anytime and, uh, and join the conversation. And, and I think that's what makes uh, social podcasting uh, what it is. So, Carly, how are you? I think you, you have to press the unmute button on the bottom right of your screen, and that should let you chat. Um, let's see if you're able to, to get that. I know it's... Uh, first time I've seen you on the app. So if not, don't worry. <laughs> I will be here uh, a plenty. Um, let's see. There we go. Um, and uh, and yeah, so really neat this this whole call and app. And as you're seeing, 
I'm able to, to chat with people. In essence, we become our own radio stations. And it's really the live factor of the call-in app is quite special because you're able to, to listen live, to interact live. Um, and, but at the same time, you're able to edit afterwards if you want. I'm one of those guys, and I guess on the artistic side of things, that doesn't do much editing. I basically just throw it out there and say, here it is. Uh, this is what I chatted. I didn't remove the seven times I stuttered or the uh, six times I coughed. And here, here is the whole thing. But you can edit stuff out if you, if you need to as well. And you could do it on your own on the app. Um, this app was started uh, by some really, really neat creators um, with some really cool history when it comes to uh, being part of some major unicorns. Uh, for those that know unicorns, those are the companies that become billion-dollar companies. So, so I think it's really neat to be on the ground floor of the Colin app where people are jumping on board uh, now, just like in the old days, I would say, hey, you're, you know, Facebook, get in early, like to give you an idea. I'm able to take the, the name Roberto because there, it's so early on that there is no other Roberto or person that has taken that name just as such. So, uh, so really neat. It's only been a few months, uh, that it's been out and going. Um, so we talked about Airbnb being your place. I didn't mention another neat thing is that a lot of, uh, millennials are, are finding ways to Airbnb their campers. So if you're, and this is, becomes a really neat, uh, aspect because if you've got a place and you Airbnb it and you go on a trip in your camper, great. The rental, Income is paying for your mortgage and for the camper. But what if you want to be home and and at the other side of things, rent your camper? And that's uh, hap- happened, you know. And that, that's now what people do. Uh, they rent their their camper out with uh, outdoorsy. And I would I, I put up my camper uh, on outdoorsy, and I have a really nice sixteen uh, foot Bambi Sport Airstream. We're ambassadors for them as well. Um, and I got plenty of requests of people writing in saying, Hey, I'd like to rent it for these days and those days, but I haven't had the heart or the, uh, to, to rent what that space, which is so important to us because an Airstream, if you dent the outside, then it's there forever. And, um, and not that many people know how to properly treat a rig like that. So I haven't gotten to the point where I needed to do that, but it was an idea to down the road, have a few Airstreams and rent them out. And indeed, uh, all over Canada and the U.S., there's a few Airstream hotels at campgrounds where you can uh, rent uh, basically Airstreams at, at the campground. And that's really neat. And it's just a different way to create income both ways. So if, one, if you're not making money off your place, you're making money off your camper being rented. Um, affiliate links through your website, you know, once you've created or, or generated enough uh, following or reach that you're able to, uh, to direct people to websites where they can buy stuff, um, directly, then you get a commission off that. Uh, I, you know, people have used, uh, Uber, uh, as well to fill in the gaps of income. You know, I've, uh, if you probably every Uber driver you meet is like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? I'm very chatty. So I tend to, to ask all sorts of questions and, and they're often, Oh, I'm a father of three. And I, I study, uh, aerospace engineering in the morning and in the afternoon for a few hours, uh, I do, do, uh, I run as an Uber and then I go back to studying or my family and things like that. So I think, again, this is a generation of finding ways to live, uh, a healthy, balanced, uh, lifestyle. Um, and, and same for goes for selling, selling things online. 
Um, so yeah, so I, oh, another thing that I was going to talk about is uh, I think that we as a generation have understood that seizing hold of the newest things coming out is a great way uh, to make an income. And in my case, uh, in the early days, it was not many people had high-res cameras. And so my pitch to companies was, hey, I've got high-res uh, photos and uh, that I shoot and, uh, and I'd love to create for you. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, and how big are they? And oh, and, well, back in the day, it was like, oh, they're 18 megapixels. Oh, that's great. And then, you know, gradually we've gone up to like the 50 and and 60 megapixels, like much, much bigger. Um, the second is, uh, is jumping onto videos because as soon as the video world came out, I jumped onto that. And then I was able to offer clients, Hey, you know, I've got videos and the clients like, Oh, that's really neat. And high res videos. And then came drone content and brands still absolutely love the drone content. Um, so that's been another side of, of our content creation and, and how to, to be, keeping clients interested and in constantly buying from you. Uh, same thing came for 360 degree content. And now there's vertical video content because so much of the, the content we consume is on our phone and therefore requires that, that vertical screen. And finally, I guess the other side of uh, millennial income generating that I haven't mentioned uh, is the Bitcoin world and trading. I myself never jumped into the Bitcoin uh, stuff, but I have... Uh, traded over the years um, to varying success. Uh, that being said, my first place was uh, our, our condo was in part paid paid by trading uh, Facebook shares that I got into at twenty five bucks a share. So so that I have a lot of friends that are into trading right now and a lot of friends that are that are in that world, but uh, that are having success. But I also have a slew of friends that are like, oh yeah, I did that, and then I lost fifty k, and uh, so I've left that by the side of the road. Um, the, the world I'm looking at right now and trying to, I understand it, but I'd love to get into it is the whole, uh, NFT, which is non-fungible token, which basically uses the blockchain algorithm to, uh, to, for digital art. And that way that art is the only art that exists and provable that it is the, the only Mona Lisa digital type of thing. Um, and I've got some really neat stuff, but I think, again, this one is a community based, uh, concept. So, so I'm still learning about it, but I think that might be uh, the next spot to dip my toe. So, uh, so stay tuned that uh, if I put out uh, an, my first NFT, that uh, hopefully it might multiply in value very quickly. Well, I think that's all for tonight, uh, folks. Thank you very much uh, for, for calling in, Dalbina. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you once again aplenty. Uh, thank you for my listeners and, uh, and thank you to all the people that will be listening uh, after I post, because, of course, the majority of people listen to this when they have time, uh, not uh, because <laughs> some, some people are still at the office and still have to have the, the traditional job as well. Uh, tomorrow I'll be coming to you uh, with a whole new episode as well, just hammering out the details. But uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, that's it. That's all. Thank you very much. I'm Roberto for the Expeditioners. Expeditioner out. Good night.